Happy Friday Eve. Hopefully getting ready for the weekend. Welcome to another episode of Hot Mess Mama Express. So, if you can remember or if you listened to um, Tuesday's podcast, if you didn't, check back um, on my Instagram or my Facebook page and click on the Spotify link. Or just search me in Spotify as Hot Mess Mama Express and the episodes will come up. Anyway... So in that podcast, I discussed um, what age do you think it is appropriate to start the whole milk, um, giving your child whole milk. Now, the answer of what they say today, and doctors will tell you if you are a mom of a child coming up on, you know, that age, the age that they are saying is one. They are highly recommending and firmly stating that you should wait until one year of age to start the whole milk process with your child. Um, just because formula and breast milk have all of that nutrients, they're nutrient-packed and filled with everything that your child needs to develop and grow um, up until that age of one. <laughs> So, um, with that being said, my opinion on the matter is, you know, it's up to you. If you have, if this is your first child and you just want to do things the way the doctors say and what they're recommending, go for it. I mean, that's what we did with my daughter. But when she was coming up on the age of one, um... It wasn't as strict to wait until that very first birthday or so on. Um, You know, I had discussed it with my doctor, like, when you start doing that. And she gave me the okay to start slowly um, introducing my daughter to whole milk. So, I think I started her, me and my husband were discussing it as my son's getting close up there to that age I started her at a little over 10 and a half months almost 11 months um I started I would do one of her times that she drank milk a day I would give her half formula and half milk and I just slowly increased that until she was completely drinking whole milk now that was the okay with my doctor at that time but it's all up to you. Um, you know, I started my daughter 10 and a half months, 11 months, and she is perfectly healthy. She is smart. And I don't really see a problem with starting it. Now, obviously, you're not going to cold turkey stop them from drinking breast milk and formula. Um, so, you know, it's a gradual thing you have to do, just like you do when. You know, if you wean from breast milk and change the formula, it's all very gradual just because, you know, they are little and their bodies are still developing and growing. So you don't want to mess up their digestive system or anything like that. So with that topic closed, if you have any feedback or any opinions on it, feel free to 
um, message me or comment on Instagram and um, give me your opinions. I like to hear everyone's opinion. Now, there's another topic that is very controversial that I thought was a good topic to discuss um, today. And that topic is the harsh method of crying it out. Now, those are words every mom hates to hear because, you know, there are some doctors that say, I think... Some of them say it's six six months to start the cry it out method. And if you have done any research or if you're a new mom and you don't know, the cry it out method has to do with sleep training. And it has to do with putting your child to bed. Obviously, you're not putting them to bed starving or anything or sick and in need of you. But you put them in bed, you let them know it's okay, you tuck them in, do your normal nighttime routine, and you leave the room. And usually, unless you have, like, um, a miracle child that, you know, loves to go to bed by themselves, usually they cry. And this method says to let them cry it out until they fall asleep and self-soothe. Now, I am with all you moms that hate this method and hate hearing the, well, it's time to let them cry it out because as a mom, you don't want to let, want to hear your child crying. And really, I mean, dads don't want to hear it either. So it's not just moms, it's all parents. You don't want to hear your child crying, you know, and being lonely or scared. So this method is just something that I hate hearing. Now, I, with my daughter, we, you know, they, it says on the internet, if you look it up by doctors, to start at six months with this whole helping them self-soothe and such. But with my daughter, we waited until 10 months where we would feed her, make sure she was full, fill her up on something nice, um, snacks before bed and her milk and put her in bed I'd tuck her in and um the very when I first did this I she was actually really good with it you know I put her in bed she cried as soon as I walked down the stairs but um my doctor she's not pushy on what like, all these harsh methods of, you know, crying it out and all that. She leaves it up to you, and she gives good advice. I mean, she's a mom of, I think, like, three or four. And she recommended, you know, let them cry for um, five minutes. Go ahead. For five minutes and go back in the room, you know, pick them up, hold them. Tell them it's okay. Give them a kiss goodnight. Lay them back in bed. And start the method all over again. So, for the first time, you wait five minutes. And the second time, you give it five more minutes. So, you go to ten minutes. So, say I left the room 
came back in after five minutes because she was still crying. Left the room. She cried again. So then I'll wait 10 minutes and go back because you're reassuring them that it's okay. You know, I am going to come back. I'm not going to just leave you here. So I really agreed with this method. Um, And it's not the harsh, you know, let them in there for the whole 30 minutes that they're crying. Um, you know, you go back every time you're reassuring them. And that is the one argument that a lot of people have about the cry it out method is that you're leaving them in there for 30 minutes. And psychologists will say that you are making your child feel abandoned. And I agree with that. So, um, that's why I did what I did. I didn't let that my daughter sit there and cry for, you know, hours on end. I did the five minutes and I came back. Um, but the very first night I did this with her, like I said, she was amazing. I, I was right on the five minute um, mark and she started to calm down and I was like, okay, well I'll give her a little bit of time. She wasn't crying. She was just whining and by the age that you 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 would start this you know your child's cry of when it's a fake cry it's a I'm scared cry I'm hurt cry I'm hungry cry or you know I'm whining just because I want attention so she was whining and I knew she was okay so I let her go for a little bit it was like one minute later and there's nothing out of her. So I went up and checked on her and she was fast asleep in her bed and and it was good. It was easy. Um, she obviously wasn't traumatized from doing it and it got better. Okay. It got better um, since then. And, you know, we, as she got older, we did it when she would wake up in the middle of the night. And, um, I knew she wasn't hungry. I would, you know, let her cry. And sometimes it would take a little longer and I'd have to go and tuck her in or sneak her into our bed, um, so she could cuddle. But, you know, by, I want to say... I can't remember exact, but definitely by the age of one, she was sleeping through the night in her own bed. Um, And that's just my take on the cry it out method. There are moms that are completely against it. And, um, you know, I feel you are the parent to your child. It is all up to you. There's no right or wrong way to do parenting. And... Um, like I said, it's just a huge controversial topic and, um, I felt like my method was right there in the middle of, you know, letting themselves soothe, but then knowing when it's time to call it quits and go in and reassure your child that everything's okay. Okay. So give me feedback on that topic. Um, you know what your thoughts are because my son's getting up there and you know 
he's like eight and a half months now, so he'll soon be doing this whole process that I did with my daughter. Um, so I want to hear your opinions, what you did with your children, because, um, you know, there's always new ways to try things out. Now, this week, instead of a question, I have a little um, statistic. It's a little fun statistic. So, apparently, the average amount of diapers you will change by your baby's second birthday is 7,300 diapers. That's a lot. Um, I feel like sometimes there's, like, no way. I feel like it'd be, like, a million diapers. And the second statistic that I think is pretty funny and I'm sure you moms will take back to your husbands is moms take um two minutes and five seconds to change a diaper while dads take a minute and 36 seconds and I'm sure all of your husbands will say see I told you I do it faster than you because I know that's something my husband would definitely say um, but I think it just has to do with we're a little more thorough and, you know, obviously we do it the best way, <laughs> but I just thought that was a little fun fact, um, about changing diapers. It's fun, especially if you're a first parent, um, if you have, a, you know, little challenges with each other. So, um, leading out for today's podcast if I can find my book I had it and then my kids got hungry so I started lunch here it is my one minute prayers for moms today's one that I have is the verse Proverbs 22 6 start children off on the way they should go and even when they are old they will not turn from it. Um, the little um, segment goes on to say, I am grateful for finding the way, your way, during my life. The journey hasn't all taken place along smooth, paved roads, but I'm thankful for the rough terrain of detours because I learned about your grace through each twist and turn. Now, Lord, I have my heart turned towards you, and I can't imagine ever wandering in a different direction. This sense of devotion I have translates into a sense of hope for my children. As a mom, I've been able to share your truth and absolute goodness. In the depths of my heart, I know this foundation will always be a safe place for them to stand to be near you. My children, when even when they are older and world-weary, will you be able to find a solid footing on your word and in your way. And... Um, as a Christian parent, you know, you teach your kids and even, you know, if you're a non-believer, um, I'm sure you don't raise your kids up to be drug dealers and, you know, do anything bad. Everyone wants their kid to succeed and be better than themselves. And so, you know, it's true if you, you know, you raise your kid right when they come in to circumstances as they're older, um, you know, you pray that they choose the right way and the way you raise them, and you just have to, some parents I know have trouble letting go as you get older, and 
Um, but if you teach your kids up the right way, you know, you just have to believe that they are going to fall back and, you know, you taught them upright. And planting, planting the seed is the best thing that you can do. And raising them to love God and walk in His path and His light it's the best thing you can do for your child and for his kingdom i just thank you for listening to this episode and tune back for another one have a good weekend